Hey friends, I'm Sarah Hilkeman, and you're listening to the Velvet Ashes Legacy Podcast. We are continuing with our theme of hospitality for this month, and today's post is called Sacrificial Hospitality by Ashley. Make sure you go and check out her post on our blog at velvetashes.com because Ashley has a bonus recipe for you there. Two apartments, and eight years ago, we lived in a first-floor apartment on a university campus. The kitchen faced the street and was the length of our apartment, long, skinny, and one wall full of windows. Since we were on the first floor, anyone passing by could see into our kitchen. Upon first moving in, we thought about putting curtains all the way across, but it just seemed wrong. Sometimes, our foreignness on display was the gateway to deeper conversations. We would often get waves from random students. Other times, my husband's students would point and giggle that they had found their teacher's home. We often had students over to hang out, bake cookies, or play with the kids. A few students thought they knew American culture and were bold in inviting themselves over, sometimes calling from the front door assuming we'd say yes and let them in. On occasion, I would be in the kitchen and spot one of those EGR, extra grace required, girls and immediately duck below my counters. My phone soon rang. Sometimes I ignored the call. Sometimes I made up an excuse not to host that day. In the culture we serve, it's not uncommon for people to just show up at your door. They always come bearing gifts, such as fruit, nuts, or something for the kids. They often stay for hours, only in the last few minutes revealing their reason for stopping by. I don't know how many times I've been caught in my jammies and had to find a way to sneak off to my room to quickly change clothes. Listen, those years with tidy humans were rough and left no time to get ready every day. Hospitality can be messy. It can be frustrating. It can be tiring. But I think that's the point. It's a sacrifice of time, of resources, of energy. I can't help but think of the numerous stories in the Bible of sacrificial hosting. The widow who fed Elijah, 1 Kings 17, 7-16. The woman who poured oil on Jesus' head, Matthew 26, 6-7. Zacchaeus hosting Jesus, who invited himself, Luke 19, 5-7. Over the years of serving in this country, we have been humbled numerous times by the jaw-dropping hospitality local friends and sometimes even strangers show us. Most of the time, it's not even laced with wanting to show off. They just want to make sure we're comfortable and always, always have enough to eat. But it's not easy. Their apartments are small, but there are always enough plastic stools for us to sit on. Their kitchens only have two burners, but they whip out dish after dish, often still cooking when we're already full. Their dishes can be unique at times, but to them, busting out the special seafood or intestines represents delicacy. As we've struggled to figure out what hosting looks like for us here, we've landed on a mashup of our passport and host cultures. We have learned that instead of a good old Midwestern casserole, a meal with multiple options is best for their Asian palates. Their style is to serve multiple small dishes for everyone to taste, some homemade, some store-bought. When we finally realized store-bought food was acceptable, 
we found ways to include some pre-made dishes to diversify the spread and take a bit of pressure off of cooking so much. Although they tend to continue cooking while the guests eat, I challenge this by spending hours prepping and cooking before they arrive so I too can sit and enjoy the meal and conversation. While they rarely serve a dessert, I choose a less sweet treat to let them try. They often ask for the recipe afterward because they secretly love sweet things. Potlucks do not go well because they have no concept of them. Sometimes we host at a restaurant, a middle ground they prefer. Being clear will pick up the tab to avoid the all too common fight over the bill. What does hospitality look like in your culture? Do you tend to have an open door or hesitate to invite others in? What benefits or struggles come with those choices? Thanks so much for listening to the Velvet Ashes Legacy Podcast. Oh